about the time you wrap your mind around or embrace the idea to the point that you're uh, comfortable enough to write a check because it's all conversation until somebody writes a check, mm-hmm. right? And so once that check is written, oh my gosh, now your your attention or your desire to know even more becomes a little bit more acute, mm-hmm. right? Because it's your capital in there. Did I pick the right company? Are they going to do what they said they were going to do? Am I working with the right team or agent or advisor, whomever they are? Am I am I agreeing with or buying into the correct philosophy? Yeah. Right. And once you do, embrace it. Right. Don't you know? Don't you know? Once you put your hand to the plow, don't look it. back. Go. Yeah. Right. Okay. So <laughs> once you get past all that, right? It's so like all of a sudden you see these things that you didn't see before. Mm-hmm. What? Man, how could I jump over that humongous thing that I'm financing over there when I was just focused on this little automobile? Mm-hmm. You know, I was speaking with a client earlier this week, um, just pretty much newly delivered in the last six months or so, and, and a very creative, very productive individual, which most everybody who practices the infinite bank account, if this idea resonates with you, you're probably very productive. Yeah. Right. I'm not patronizing. I'm just saying this guy's one of them. Right. You'd like him. You'd love him. He'd, you would, everybody would get along. Right. And he's like, James is, you know, he, he, he does this and this and this. And, and one of those, this is, is a real estate, you know, mm. very successful, you know what he does. And he's like, man, the deals keep coming. I don't have access to enough capital. Capital, capital, capital. He's like, I finally, he's like, I'm it, every, I listen to every episode that's released, and it's like, you're right, y'all are right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Capital, capital, capital. capital. And so here's a guy that, that there are so many opportunities, he's still having to use hard money lending. Mm. And he knows full well that he should be the hard money lender. Yeah. Right? But the opportunities keep happening and happening and happening. Got to keep up, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, my point is that once you fully embrace the idea, or at least to the point that you write a check, put your money in, and then um, that sharpens your, you know, interest, and so, oh my gosh, and everything works out to be okay. Oh, I didn't see this opportunity. Oh, I didn't think about that. Whether it's two months, six months, 12 mm-hmm. months, 18 months, five years, 10 years. Uh, yeah, so it's a, it was a, a, a post by Dave Ramsey, who is, of course, extremely uh, popular. And I think the title was Infinite Banking is a Scam. It was amb- ambiguity wrapped in accusation. And it sounds to me like all of the re- him, Gary North, all of the rest of them, they're judging the insurance guy. Like, that's derogatory to begin with. But they're judging the insurance guy by their own character. Yeah, because he goes right into, oh, the insurance guy is selling a dividend for a commission. I like the idea, the 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 insinuation that profits are bad, and that that every life insurance agent can't think past the word commission. Mm. It's like, oh my gosh, you must not be able to think about your next month's revenue. I mean, you're you're projecting that on everybody. Gary North did the same thing. You know, like commissions are bad. Okay, so a paycheck is bad, fees are bad, royalties are bad. You know, whatever you call the endorsed local provider income that you receive, sir, is that bad? 
If we called that a commission, oh, wait, you can't get a commission because you don't have any licenses. I get it. <laughs> I, I mean, so, you know, this, this idea that getting paid is bad if it's a commission, but it's okay any other way. Yeah. Similar to the uh, fee-only, quote-unquote, advisor we've talked about in the past. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Baby step seven, the guy's probably a millionaire, right? I don't know. And then, and then he equates... He just didn't feel right. The caller just didn't feel right. The infinite banking concept is a high knowledge, and, and most of that is unlearning what you've been taught. Mm -hmm. Infinite banking is very simple. The concept of the infinite banking, the idea that you can become your own banker. But this idea that the caller didn't feel right. It just didn't feel right. So then he equates this caller's feelings to the Holy Spirit. Mm. Really? Now let's get spiritual, Dave Ramsey. You're so freaking spiritual, I can see through you. <laughs> I mean, I, and oh it, it is emotional. Dave Ramsey, why do you got to be so spiritual and you got to slay your brother? What about all these Christian life insurance agents out there that you're disparaging? Hmm? By your own character, you're projecting your own character onto them. Now, who gets to answer for that? We all get what we all will enjoy what we have earned and what we deserve. There's this life and one more. I'm just saying, is it okay for you to disparage your brother like that? I don't know. I'm just asking. You never know the answer to that question. What's going to happen next, you know? So. Right. But. I know typical, you know, financial planning is... Um, you meet with the financial guru and we all decide on arbitrary numbers you know how long are you going to work before you retire I don't know but we have to come up with a number and agree on it well how much can you earn on your savings between mm -hmm. now and retirement I don't know you don't either but we have to agree on an arbitrary number right Right. then how much income are you going to need in retirement I don't know, you don't know, but we can do some calculations and get to some kind of a number that's in agreement. And then what is inflation between now and retirement? I don't know, you don't know, but we gotta pick a number. And then what about inflation after retirement? I don't know, you don't either. How long are you gonna live after retirement? I don't know, you don't know. <laughs> Who's gonna graduate first? I don't know, you don't know, but statistically right. it's you, Junior, but right. we still gotta pick a year, don't know, don't know. And so we take all these arbitrary numbers and I spit them into my little black box, or the financial guru spits them into a little black box and he prints out a financial plan, quote unquote, that we all have to feel good about. It's like, wow, it's not a successful program in my opinion, mm -hmm. right? And so when it comes to, I'm not saying life insurance is end all to be all, and that's not the only thing that y'all do, that's not the only place that y'all put money, um, but positioning money where you're mitigating risk where possible. You have plenty of liquidity, which is different for everyone. And we have the ability to take income in, e in an efficient way now or anytime in the future. And then having, you know, kind of a, a, a congruent plan path forward, you know, then we get to choose when we take income from what asset and how long we take the income 
and make it efficient. Mm-hmm. And then what if somebody graduates? The odds of us graduating are 100%. The odds of us graduating together, not very big, you right. know? And it's just a different, completely different basis to work from. And it's almost like there's, you know, the maximum potential, right? I don't know what the future is, and I don't want to rely on arbitrary numbers. I want to be in the, the best position possible and, and then make adjustments where we need to. And so that philosophy has served, as far as I'm concerned, me, our office, our clients, you know, right. better than all the guesswork and hoping that, mm-hmm. you know, the market goes up one way and right. anyway. I, I would m- much rather turn away and select away from the sort of people who are attracted to the 1090 stuff. Yeah. And quickly. A- 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 rapidly. Yeah. And then the, the ones who want to do what Nelson taught. But that's not only, can, it's not just a 1090 thing. It's a universal lie. You know, and we've talked on and on about universal life, the latest version, index universal life. It's like, well, why can't you do this? Well, what's wrong with this? What's wrong with this? And, and, and the same people that promote 1090 are the same people that promote HELOCs or the same people that promote IUL. You can do, and you actually can bank with anything, there's no question. But when it comes to life insurance, uh, universal life is not like dividend paying whole life. and. That argument is about as old as the 80s because that's when Universal Life came out. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just saying that the, the, the field is prevalent with noise. And 1090s, just one version of a noise, Universal Life, all those other things. And, and, and I love the, let me get a spreadsheet together, an Excel ninja, and show you how you can make a 37% rate of return. And listen, like, who was it? Uh, Barnum, P.T. Barnum. Mm. There's a sucker born every minute. Mm. There's a reason that this resonates with people. The 1090, mm. the universal life, the reason. Why Why will people put, that, put their money in there, right? When they don't fully understand, not that you have to be a life insurance expert, but when you don't fully understand what's going to happen to a universal life and the guy selling and promoting the universal life doesn't know either. Yeah. <clears throat> wow, that looks like a recipe for success right there. <laughs> you know, the blind leading the blind. So why do you... Well, this is what's... Good. Why did you listen to this on the way down again? <laughs> <laughs> well, what happened... Oh, you have a... In my formerly nicotine stained hands, if I could take that commentary from someone. Yeah, I don't want to interrupt you yet. Well, the... The reason is because, like I said, I want to make sure we're not repeating ourselves, and I want to be addressing what people want to know about. And what I typically, what I find a lot is they want to. We they, there's this perception I feel like that the that what's wrong with 1090, that what's wrong with Universal Life requires some grandiose, complex explanation. Right? We have to have an article written about it. There we you know, needs to be a debate or a subject. And it, I think. And then people want, they want to, in the comments, they want to know why, what, what, what's wrong with this, what, and. Be specific, James, what exactly right, is yeah. wrong with 1090? What exactly is wrong with universal law? It's very simple, right? It, it doesn't require a big complex thing. Universal life is built to cannibalize itself. What, there's, it's built on annually renewable term, the risk of dying and the mortality costs associated with it rises exponentially and the cash account value will be drained to offset it if you keep the policy for long enough. And, and, yep. and you will have to reduce the base amount 
Right. And pay a higher premium. Higher premium. And you're not going to enjoy a tax-free income, which all of that, you know, tax-free. The loan provisions are 50 pages long because it's a non-guaranteed asset. Like, the the, The the risk is retained by the policy owner, the insured. The risk is, and that, if if you know what happens to universal life, and specifically, very simply, you just stated it, yeah. right? So that violates the very essence of insurance. I mean, think about that. I buy insurance, automobile insurance, life insurance, health insurance, whatever it is, to offset the risk. Yeah. I'm paying to offset that risk. Well, universal life, I'm retaining the risk. James, what risk are you retaining? You know, I can't lose money. That's the way it's presented. I can't lose money. Can't lose money. Never a negative zero. These indices can't go below zero. Okay, well, the net net account value after all the esoteric fees or charge is, you know, that's what's allocated to an index or indices, and you've got to be a stock picker, right, to to determine what which ones are going to perform the best in the future. But I can't go below zero. Okay, great. Don't earn any interest on your account value and have the internal cost of insurance go up every year. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. So, yeah, you're not losing money according to an index or an indice or series of indices, but you're not going to die with that big old honking illustrated death benefit either. No. Or the account value or the tax-free income. Yeah. James, why do the life insurance companies put that stuff out? Well, why does Wall Street put their stuff out? Because it's profitable. <laughs> How convenient, yeah. For the insurance agent got paid. Exactly. The life insurance company got paid. There's three people in the equation. And the consumer bears all the risk. What? Yeah. And they're seeing what's possible. I had the guy, restaurant guy, I mentioned him in a prior episode. Um, we finally got to the point where we were looking at an illustration, and he's looking at all the cash value and death benefit that he could be generating, and it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know? I didn't know you could do this. Well, I haven't uh, heard of this before. Can you really do this? Yeah. And I know he happens to be a young man, smart man, smart young man. Like, I wish I'd have known this five years ago mm-hmm. or 10 years ago. James, where you been? I've been looking for you, All right? Yeah. Same thing. That's another. So a lot of the questions, you know, the common questions that reoccur, common statements reoccur as well, you know? Yeah. Once you yeah. get through the noise and with some um, education, without the threat of a sale. Right. You know what I mean? Without the threat of stalking. <laughs> the oncoming sales pitch. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. Or elevator speech. Oh yeah. <laughs> so with some with some education and and some clarity, you know, some we all need things clarified from time to time or reinforced or what have you. But if I'm interested and I discover and I avoid the noise or if I understand enough to identify the noise, therefore I can avoid it. Um and and you know, we go through that process of learning what's the next step proper process, mm-hmm. right? of learning which does not start with an illustration at all yeah right but when we go through that proper structured process the 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 comments are <clears throat> are over and over very consistent wow i didn't know i had no idea really is that real i mean the numbers you, you won't even believe the numbers yeah right um which is very rewarding. And then, 
you know, you get started. It's all conversation until somebody writes a check. A check is written. Policies are created out of nothing. And then they're funded, i.e. a premium is paid, bigger than you thought you ever would. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, is people <laughs> learn what they really can do and then in terms of how on. much premium they And it's okay do. starting too small. It's Starting too small is better than overbuilding. Everybody okay? will start too small. Um, anyway, then it's just like, oh, my gosh. It's, a, it's almost just a love fest, mm-hmm. you know? And then as you go forward, five years, 10 years, two years, three years, anytime, every time in the future, <clears throat> and it just gets better and better, um, or it is as good or better than what you thought or expected. We get past that point, you know, when we first start, um, there's still an element of unknown and trepidation, concern, um, you know, but we overcome that we get started I know for me that it was really the first four to five years okay Mm. um, that I was writing the checks to pay the premiums and and borrowing money to you know do different things making the loan repayments and I'm still penciling. You know, I'm, I'm like, penciling, is the insurance company really going to do that? Can I really do this? Is this really, you know, did it, is, it, is it what I expected? Is it, is it even close or is it, is it actually happening? And it got to the point, it was a fourth or fifth year, that because of the penciling, it's like, no, it's doing what I, it's better. Oh, I didn't know we could do that. Oh, I didn't see this. Oh my gosh, I left that out. How could I f- forget this? And mm-hmm. it got to the point where I don't care. Yeah. I quit penciling. Let go. You know, yeah. I quit looking over my shoulder, waiting for the hammer. You know, what's wrong with it? Where's, where's the pitfall? Where's the, you know, explosion? Where's the implosion? Yeah. And it's like now today, oh my gosh, my, you know, 2020 really has been great in, in many um, instances, you know, we talk about patience. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the pre- I listened to about an eight-minute video today of gratitude by a ninety-six-year-old man. Hmm. He didn't look a day over sixty-five. Hmm. Ninety-six years old, talking about gratitude, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I loved it. Right, so you can't go through 2020 without being grateful, in my opinion. Yeah. Right. Then of course I got right up, and then my dog scratched me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Banking with Life podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe and click on that little notification bell. Otherwise, join us on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher for weekly content.